We've written a book! We've been working really hard with HarperCollins to create the book that we felt was missing from baby sleep advice. One that doesn't say you have to be a particular type of parent or will make you feel shit about yourself if you're not. One that is straightforward and will empower you to get the sleep you want for your family. Sleep Better Baby is zero judgment, obviously, stacked with easy to follow guidelines, a sleep toolkit to arm yourself with, at a glance crib notes, routines and how to hack them. Basically, it's the only baby and parent sleep book worth having. Order Sleep Better Baby now, just head to Amazon and search Sleep Better Baby or go to our website, thesleepmums.co.uk. Hello, welcome, welcome, get yourself comfy. Or if you're out pram walking in the car or making dinner, have a wee stretch and consider yourself hugged. This is the podcast like no other, the one that wants to help send you and your baby to sleep. But hopefully not right now, especially if you're currently in the cereal aisle in Tesco's. I'm Kat Cubie, broadcaster, journalist and snooze floozy. And this is Sarah Carpenter, Norlander, baby and child sleep expert and fully fledged member of the Wide Awake Club. Yep, I fully follow the rule of who needs sleep. (laughs) From all our clients and friends, of course. Yes, don't start (laughs) selling that. Don't put that about. (laughs) Together, we are the Sleep Mums. This week we're talking split nights, not to be confused with splits nights. Nights out I had BC before children when I would try and do the actual splits like gymnast and only end up splitting my trousers. Good times. You never laugh at my jokes anymore. That's how bad they've got. Because I'm moving on to the next bit. I do apologise. That was very funny. And I've now got <laughs> oh, an awesome way to kill a joke. image that of you with your split chasers in my head. <laughs> I or we joke, or at least try to. But for the parent experiencing split nights with their baby, it really doesn't feel very funny. So in this episode, we'll look at what they are, why they happen and what you can do about them. Split nights basically feel like your baby's forgotten it's night time or in fact, how to sleep and no amount of cajoling or persuading will get them back to sleep. Ah! So Sarah, what are exactly split nights? So split nights are essentially when your baby or young child wakes up for an extended period overnight. And they'll be extremely hyper, happy, playful, very, very stimulated during that time. It's not the same as multiple wake-ups. It is a block of time, an extended period of time. It can be well over an hour. Generally, I would say a split night is when they're awake between one to three hours for one consistent block. It's sort of almost like they have a nap at the start of the night and a nap at the end. Exactly. So they've basically had enough rejuvenating sleep at the beginning of the night that when they wake up, they feel like they could tackle the day. But then because they don't know what time it is. Exactly. So then once they've done that, they then go back and have another longer nap. True split nights are often more than like a one. It's not just all that happened, like having one bad night. They're more likely to be a pattern. So this is like a few nights in a row or maybe your baby does it regularly or what? Generally, it would be that they would do it regularly. Often what will happen is they'll do sort of one to three split nights and then have a couple of good nights and then another one to three or one to four split nights again. So it can be erratic in the sense it's not every night, but it's also regular that it's generally a few times a week that they will do it. We've worked out what they are, but 
why do they happen? Like we've had loads of people get in touch and ask us about them. And the messages from parents are often really like quite heartbreaking because I think they find themselves dreading nighttime. And it's sort of like a new level of exhaustion and frustration because obviously there's multiple wake ups. But when you have a period like this, obviously you have to really wake yourself up and then it's really hard for parents to get back to sleep, even if you manage to get your baby to do it. So why do they happen? I'll come on to why they happen, but just to go back to what you've just said as well, I think the most frustrating and disappointing thing for parents is that they get frustrated and angry with baby during these split nights and that can be really difficult for them so they're feeling the like why are you not going back to sleep exactly and so they feel the exhaustion which you would when you're up for an extended period yeah. overnight but they also feel the guilt and you know we've talked about parent guilt in previous episodes a lot but that really beats parents up so even if they have got the baby back to sleep they then go back to bed and they lie in bed kicking themselves for having got grumpy or got upset etc etc with the baby so you know, we will come on to dealing with the split nights, but it's really important to take the pressure off yourself when these are happening. And why do they happen? Multiple reasons. The obvious ones, naps are not quite going to plan during the day, whether that's they're getting too much day sleep, not enough day sleep, broken naps, everything's just out of kilter. Mate, that's generally. what I was about to ask you. I was going to say, I have seen like banded around on quite a lot of like, you know, parenting forums and things like that. The theory that it's about too much day sleep. But I was wondering, is that always the case? No, uh, absolutely not. You know, you've also got to consider your environment. Again, we talk about that a lot on the podcast. If there's something out of sync with the environment, if you wake that baby up, because of the environment at a certain point in their sleep cycle, that can then cause a split night. So it's actually nothing to do with the rest of the 24 hours. Are them up. Oh, my, maybe the environment <laughs> is waking them up. Well, it could be, you know, it could be that. You know, it's not unusual for a baby to wake when the parents go to bed. I'm pretty that sure can. that Ollie woke up the baby <laughs> last night because he likes to go in and give him a like little handhold. I'm pretty sure he woke up as a result of I that. I mean, I'm all for Ollie being affectionate with the kids. However, he knows better than <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> the other major factor of split nights, and this one is the one that can be a little bit controversial, is how you approach it. And that is ultimately what is going to make the difference of a split night and a wake up. But this is also maybe where the parent guilty bit comes in. It will come into it, yeah. We will talk about it more um, as we go through. But yeah, it, it does contribute. I'm just stepping away from split nights for a moment because this time five years ago um, I was giving birth. Oh, <laughs> I don't no know if you knew it's actually Roar's birthday today. <laughs> oh my God, I'm such a bad friend. <laughs> no, that's right, because we Sorry. actually pretended it was yesterday because today's a school day. Okay, so, so yeah. I didn't celebrate yesterday or today, no. but yay. <laughs> Happy birthday, uh, Roar. So well done you. <laughs> I know. On their birthdays, do you find that you always think back to where you were at that exact oh, time a hundred percent and it's such random memories that come back like you know you see quite a lot on social media and things when people are bigging up the mums or and the dads in general on the birthday yeah but actually you do need that a little bit because it's it can be a bit of a nightmare yeah. reliving it with yeah. the positives at the end of it but yeah i definitely think that you you do relive it every yeah. year Definitely. And some of those things are obviously lovely moments mm. because, you know, or yeah. well, not always for some people, but there, you know, there can be lovely moments. But also there's kind of trauma involved mm -hmm. in it as well. It's, yeah. a, it's a really like complex thing. So I always feel like dead emotional on the birthday, mm -hmm. but actually sort of less about <laughs> like 
them, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, obviously it is, it is about them. Oh, of course it's about them. But I, I do think it's a really funny thing. Like, and I don't think you can fully understand it until you have actually gone through labour. Because you don't, you think you're just going to go through labour, pop yeah. a baby out and then move on to the next phase. But you really don't. Well, talking about popping, uh, I'll just like leave this little anecdote <laughs> and then we'll go back to split nights. But so me and Ollie were watching Narcos and there was a massive pop. And I thought it had been a gunshot on the telly. <laughs> and I stood up and like my waters had broken. There was a <laughs> massive gush. Like it was so different to like first or, or third yeah. labour. It was a surprise. And I turned to Ollie and I was like, I think my waters have broken. And he was like, no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> Brilliant. But I didn't start contracting or anything. Went into uh-huh. hospital and I was like, so if I've not gone into labour, can I go to work tomorrow? Because <laughs> he was three weeks early. And they were like, uh, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Love it. Right, split nights. Now, I don't want to get pelters for saying this because clearly... For the parent that's dealing with the split nights, they are very, very bad indeed. But are split nights bad for a baby? I mean, if they're getting a kind of fulfilling part of sleep at the beginning of the night and then having a play and then having a fulfilling part of sleep in the second part, surely, you know, and they're content because isn't that the thing with split nights? You know, it's not like multiple wake ups upset. They're kind of like, oh, I'm good. I've had some sleep. So they're not, they don't tend to be crying as much. Yes. Until the parent is trying to put them back uh-huh, to sleep. Exactly. So yes, what you're saying is correct. It can be quite a enjoyable experience to a certain extent. Well, for, when because, the baby's, happy. because the baby's uh-huh, happy. Yeah. yeah. So it's not like you say, it's not like multiple wake-ups when they can be really upset and you're in the cycle of trying to get them back to sleep. But accumulatively, split nights are not good for anyone. No. You know, nobody can sustain themselves and develop properly if they're awake for... And Long even periods. if the sleep needs are sort of being fulfilled, they, you know, the parent's sleep needs aren't, are they not, are just exactly. as important. Absolutely. And also long term, the baby's sleep needs are not, are not being met. No. So obviously they're bad. I just yeah. wanted to check because, you know, I think what's hard about them is this feeling of contentedness in the middle of the night. I mean, you kind of, you've touched on it, I guess, because you've, you said you, they've fulfilled at least part of what they needed to before they woke up, which is mm-hmm. why they're hard to put back to sleep. How do you get around that, I suppose? If, if they're like, if they feel like it's playtime and they're like, no, no, I'm not tired. Yeah. So that really is when the approach comes into it. And we're going to come to that. We're going to come to that. <laughs> All right. You're keeping us on tenterhooks this time. You're totally pro. <laughs> like, Just learned my lesson from you saying, yeah, we were getting to that one soon. <laughs> <laughs> Normally I'm like, dude, like, keep it back. <laughs> Am I right in saying they weren't really talked about a lot four, five, six years ago? Like, I, I feel like when... My daughter was born. People weren't really talking about split nights and I feel like they've become quite a thing. Is that just because social media means that everyone talks more about things or, were you know, surely they're not a new phenomenon? No, they're definitely not a new thing. You know, they have been around since babies have been around. Yeah. I think they're an age relevant thing. You know, you don't necessarily get a split night in a newborn. You can get split nights in the period from three to six months. But to be honest, they're really more common between the sort of six to 18 months. That's when you really see the split nights coming into play. Um, have they just been given a name and been talked about yeah. more on social media? Potentially. It's quite a good name. Yeah. And, you know, people like 
something to have a name. They yeah. like everything to have a name. They like there to be a reason for why things are happening. So, yeah, it's they're definitely not new. I do think age-wise they do get confused with within the ages, but, you know, splitting like actually are... Like progressions or... Yeah. You but know. is it developmental then if it is an age-related or more commonly an age-related So yes, it can be developmental because of the sleep needs. So as the sleep needs are changing, if you don't come into line with those changes, then yes, it's developmental. And presumably also like if they're learning a new skill, like because sometimes Definitely. that can be the thing. It feels like they've woken up to practice rolling or crawling. Absolutely. Or I mean, how many times singing? do we see a baby who wants to stand up in the cot because that is yeah. their new skill? And unfortunately for a baby who's at that stage, standing up in the cot immediately means that they're getting more stimulated. So then yeah. they want to do it for an extended period of time. Yeah. And what about just leaving them? Like if they are content, mm-hmm. is this approach? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like properly baiting you, you know, and you're being so good. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about approach? Yeah, I mean, I suppose, like, I feel like we have really teased this too much. <laughs> I mean, it is going to be meaty when we get to it, so it's fine. Right then, on to the juicy bit. How can you prevent them? Or actually, in fact, can you? Because often split nights kind of sneak up on you after you've had a previously good sleeper and then suddenly they're up in the middle of the night for a full-on boogie like the person who won't accept that the party's over. I I was sort of having visions, you know, those night parties (laughs) and someone falls asleep early on the sofa and then everyone has their party and then they wake up and they're like, guys, why are you not part? That's what the baby is, right? I mean, this also kind of is bringing me back memories of the other Thursday. (laughs) You went home for your disco nap and I stamped my foot about finding somewhere to go dancing. (laughs) Well, I don't know what that says about me boring me no i was quite late by that stage i just needed to give up (laughs) i needed to accept the party was over how do you encourage babies to accept that the party's (laughs) over can you avoid split nights what is the best approach to deal with them and yeah give us all your knowledge okay so the key things that you're going to be looking at you do need to most likely adjust your bedtimes there's generally is something out of kilter either with the bedtime or you you need to cap your nap so it is in that respect as developmental um and obviously keep an eye on the environment as in they're so getting too much sleep during the day can be getting too much sleep during the day but if they're having the right amount of sleep during the day but it's broken because they're either again their environment is disturbing that sleep so they're maybe having you know three or four naps during the day so they're getting the right amount but they're not consolidating those naps and it's really important to consolidate the naps into the right timings and right length for the age and stage of baby. Because also presumably if you're having a like late nap in the day, a da- what we might call a danger nap, depending on the age of the baby, they could be starting their 12 hours or their long sleep from a kind of mid-afternoon point, which is why they're then Definitely. waking up two, mm-hmm. three Absolutely. in the morning, done with their sleep. Yeah. So the most popular one is that danger nap around about four o'clock and the essentially their body clock starts their overnight sleep at four o'clock. Mm-hmm. So of course come two o'clock in the morning, yeah. they're then ready to party yeah. for a good few hours and then when they go back to sleep, that's essentially their first nap of the day. Yeah. So you need to really focus on that. So that's where Sleep Better Baby is very helpful with all its routines uh, in it. You're so pro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you can just make sure that you're developmentally, you're on track with naps and bedtimes. The environment, we talk about that so much, but the environment is really important. It's not uncommon for the room temperature to drop quite drastically between around about 11.30 and 2. So if you're getting that regular wake up at that time, it could just be 
that something is disturbing the sleep pattern with the temperature of the room. And if you can keep it a little bit more consistent, then it really does help. But the key thing is the approach. And this is when I get to use my favourite word and say, you need to be consistent. Client that I've been working with this week who is experiencing split nights in a nine-month-old. And we have had three amazing nights where the approach was spot on and absolutely perfect. And last night, I'm not going to drop any names, but one of the parents changed the approach. And after having three really successful nights, baby went back to having a split night. Okay, right. I think we need to slightly backtrack because I feel like you've been dangling this. What is the appropriate approach? And also, you don't need to name any names, but what did the dad, I mean, what, (laughs) what did the parent do? The parent last night picked the baby up. It was a wake up that could have been reduced to a very short wake up with a brief resettle if required. But the point of being picked up, unfortunately, then baby was super stimulated and really up for a party. And it did then become a split night because he stayed awake at that point for an extended period of time. We're not saying that once you get rid of the split nights, they're going to sleep through every night because we know that's not possible. You know, babies do have unsettled and also, night. Exactly. Obviously, this is, you know, split nights are a really different thing. We've spoken mm-hmm. about patterns and obviously they are specifically dealing with this. Yep. The, this is not a child who is unwell or teething or no. any of these things. Like they know what's happening. Exactly. Exactly. So in terms of the approach, you have to be consistent. You all have to be on the same page. Like you have to have a plan. And that is the most important thing. Even if you have to write that plan down, you all need to do exactly the same things. Generally with a split night, because they are waking up and they're quite content, you can leave them for that little bit longer. Obviously that again comes down to your tolerance levels. We're not saying leave them to cry, but if they're waking up and they're happy diddling around their cot, then leave them to get on with it. Let them burn that energy out and drift off back to sleep naturally. If they then have... I was going to say quite often they can do that though. And then at the point that they're maybe ready to go back to sleep, that's when they get upset. Yeah, but then you would just deal with reassurance it as a so kind of wake becomes up. a settle. Yeah. yeah. So you're then going in and you're settling yeah. them. So you want to keep your approach to settling consistent. So whatever you've done at bedtime, you can do again when they're ready to go back to sleep or what you do at nap times, you can do a game when they're ready to go back to sleep. The really key thing, though, is that you don't go in and start playing with them. And that is so difficult. You know, when you've got your cute little whatever age... Hand-holding. ...little person, exactly, (laughs) giggling away at you, you need to stay out. It's just not going to happen. You know, there's various different occasions when a child who maybe developmentally hasn't quite mastered something, all of a sudden during a split night, they're a pro at doing whatever that skill was. And you want to tell them they're amazing. You want to congratulate them for achieving it. But you do that at that time of night and then you really are settling in for playtime. So it's keeping things to a minimum. You don't want to bombard them with toys. You very much just want it to be the sleep environment. This is essentially the baby version although it happens in the middle of the night, of when you start to put toddlers or all the way up kids who suddenly you've asked them about how their day was at school. This is raw for me right now. They won't tell you anything. And then it's putting them to bed and they're like, yeah, but wait, 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 yep, mom, mom, mom. And they want to tell you everything. Mm-hmm. It really is. It's that time of the night when, or time in their 24 hour period, when they want to perform and they've had that bit of sleep so they are excited to see you and they just want to show you absolutely everything and do everything. Now feel mean saying that that you can. Yeah, and that's the thing and that's again where the guilt comes in and where the frustration comes in when parents are, you know, they know that they need sleep, they know that the baby needs sleep, they know that they need sleep. It's so easy to 
get a little bit ratty with the whole entire situation. But then when that little person is smiling up at you or trying to play peekaboo or showing you that they can crawl up the cot, it does get really difficult. Important to stay out for as long as you possibly can. Important to use your settling techniques when you go in. Super important that if they start playing with you, that you do just lie them back down, say goodnight and walk away and leave the room. You don't need to leave the room for an extended period of time, but you need to come out of the room and then go back in to start settling again. A bit like when you're dealing with older toddlers or Mm -hmm. children, you're you're basically keeping it boring as boring exactly. as possible yeah you want it to be as boring as possible you want the environment to be consistent if you need a break take it like switch with a partner if you can don't feel like you have to do the full two or three hours of being up with the baby and um, you can switch over it's not you started it so you have to finish it try not to get jealous if one partner can settle them really quickly doesn't necessarily mean that they've had the winning technique it just means that they've gone in at the point of the process when they've been ready to go back to sleep. Yeah, and sometimes one person can be better yeah. at it. Like, take they that can. with both hands <laughs> and run with it. And just let them do it every night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and is there any way to avoid them apart from just sorting out daytime? Yeah, I mean, you can avoid them by being ahead of the game in terms of developmental changes. So, you know, if you are meeting the sleep needs for each age and stage, then you're going to avoid the split night. Um, by dealing with it head on when they start, then you can eradicate them quite quickly. It's if you don't deal with them when they start and it becomes an extended thing that's happening over months and months and months, then of course they do become a bit harder to wipe them out. Given that they tend to start around six months to 18 months, it's just that is the point that generally babies are becoming to get become more aware of the world around Mm -hmm. them, all of those that be more interested in things. That actually goes for naps as well. We're totally in that place, having had a champ napper out and about, which has been brilliant with having older kids. Um, the baby is just not up for sleeping unless he's in the sling for short periods of time outside because he's too interested. Yeah, and that is 100% what happens. You know, they change, babies and children change so quickly that you can go from something that's worked really, really well to suddenly not working. And it's so important at the point when it suddenly isn't working. Like I say to everybody, you know, if something hasn't worked for two or three days, it's no longer working. Get back in touch because it'll be a quick fix at that point. If you get back in touch two or three months down the line, it's going to be a harder thing to cut out. Every week we answer one of your questions, our listeners. So there are listener questions. They're really important to us because we know how much you value them and basically putting what we're talking about into practice in a real life situation is really useful. Hearing that other parents are going through the same thing also makes you feel less shitty in general. (laughs) So this week we have a listener question from Lindsay about her 10-month-old. Hi, Um, I think we're experiencing split nights. Today my 10 month old only had 15 minutes in the morning nap, so I let him sleep longer in the afternoon. Now I'm 55 minutes into a night wake up. Should I pick him up and leave the room for a play or persevere with settling? Please help. That 100% comes down to the approach and absolutely not, you shouldn't leave the room at this point. The only time that you would leave the room is if baby was very, very upset and you were doing a complete bedtime reset, so you were starting the bedtime routine again. I know 55 minutes can feel like eternity in the middle of the night, but actually in terms of a split night, that's not that long. So you would definitely be persevering. Really try to avoid picking them up because again, that is going to instantly stimulate them. So you just want to 
stick to the in and out approach as much as possible. You know, if they're happy and content and they're playing, come out of that room and let them get on with it. If you need to go back in to settle, use the techniques that you use at bedtimes and nap times and definitely 100% be aware of your nap times. You know, you know yourself in this instance that you've let them nap too long during the day because you felt like you were making up for the morning nap, which is totally fine and understandable why you've done it. But you wouldn't want to, at this age, you would not want to be making up for a morning nap. They've had a short morning nap, that's okay. They've had their normal afternoon nap, which you know you now need to cap. You could adjust bedtime by 10 minutes early if you need to, but definitely don't extend the afternoon nap. So, well, I kind of have two follow-on questions from that. So you've done that. You've you've let the, the longer nap be longer. How do you pull that back? So you're only pulling it back by getting them back to sleep in the night and then the following day sticking to routine. Right, okay. And that's all you can do. You know, you tonight's a night off. Like, it's happened. You've done the longer nap. You needed it at the time. That's fine. You're now suffering the effects of that. So you're not going to do it again. And isn't it better to have done that, though, than be putting an overtired baby to bed? Or though, would they have been fine because they'd had a good sleep? Because they would still have had a good sleep, you know, that is a decent nap so they would have been absolutely fine and because you've got that 10 minutes to play with at this age at bedtime you can bring it forward by 10 minutes to avoid overtiredness and you can also use food as well to just power them through that evening and an hour of settling that would that could be quite common with just a a wake up so what is differentiating that to make it a split night so that um wake up is going to go on you know he the difference is the excitement the um playfulness and the contentness of the baby so that is what that's what makes a split night basically mm-hmm. it's yeah. a happy baby exactly exactly it's a happy that's baby a who is awake for longer than really an hour to th- or somewhere between an hour to three so what i did i miss that at the start what should she do carry on settling or walk out if he's content and happy walk out give him that chance just to play and then start the settling techniques again what if that goes on for a couple of hours? You that, just have to... What you're going to do, you're going to get that baby back to sleep. So whether he goes to sleep by himself or he goes to sleep with interaction from you, you're not going to start playing with them. So you're not going to lift them unless they're very upset and you're not going to leave the room unless they're very upset. And then the next day, look at your your daytime routine, make sure everything's working in that and then be consistent on consecutive nights if, if the same thing looks like it's happening and use the sleep mum's golden rule that got five to seven days yeah and you've got you know you really do want to be consistent for the three to five nights so absolutely nothing why have i made that longer (laughs) i'm (laughs) just really feeling for these people (laughs) so it's that consistency over the three to five nights to really the sleep mum's golden rule that's three to five (laughs) so yeah that's consistency following the same plan all of you following the same plan because again there's nothing worse than one parent being in the bedroom watching the monitor and seeing the other parent do something and then they fly into the nursery to tell them to stop and then you're arguing over the yeah. cot and babies are completely stimulated over that as well i have a, a, an additional I've, I've got all the questions yeah. so like what how do you deal with these if you're co-sleeping because it's much harder to take away yourself or to stop playtime if you're right there definitely and this is one of the biggest reasons that so many people get in touch with us when they are ready to stop co-sleeping, it can be that suddenly they just realise that baby is actually more awake than asleep 
and they're not settling at all. So previously when they've been able to snuggle them back in, they're just not calming down and settling. So they've then got a baby crawling all around the bed and pulling at ears and pulling hair and sticking fingers up noses and it just becomes a real pain and that's when they make the transition to the cot. Thank you so much, Lindsay. I hope that was helpful. Uh, If you have a listener question, we'd love to hear from you. Send it to us on email at hello at thesleepmums.com uh, you can jump on our socials and send us a wee direct message uh, because we want to hear from you, we want to answer your questions. Split nights are different from other night wakings, or at least they really feel like it at the time. The usual things, whatever they are for you, don't tend to work. That's because split nights can be split into two. Two. Firstly, there might be something not working with your day. That's always the first place to look when struggling with night sleep. The other part of split nights is in the thing that causes the most frustration. How on earth you deal with them. Some people call split nights baby insomnia, but that's not super helpful when you're trying to find the cause. It suggests something that you just have to suck up and accept. You don't. Hopefully we've given you some tips and ideas to support you and help you through. And that's the last thing we'll say. Split nights can be one of the most challenging things to deal with in terms of sleep. Don't you think, Sarah? Like, out of everything. Definitely, yeah. The the most frustrating, I think, for parents. They often jump out at you when you've been in a period of more settled sleep. So you're like, yeah, this is fine. I'm totally nailing this. Then they start happening and can be extremely difficult to cope with as the adult who doesn't get to nap during the day. So be kind to yourself and never, ever beat yourself up about them. One of the hardest parts is probably that frustration and the parent guilt. So we'd like to try and take that away for you. As ever, look after yourselves and sleep soon. Don't forget, you can order our brand new book, Sleep Better Baby, the only baby sleep book worth having. Full of routines to fit your family and practical advice that will help you and your baby sleep better. Search Sleep Better Baby on Amazon or head to our website, thesleepmums.co.uk.